all right guys welcome back into another fantasy golf video gonna be touching on the top plays for this memorial tournament let's get into it so real quickly it was a tight one as you guys can see by the well now you can't uh fantasy score there for a single entry double up but almost took down a little showdown gpp that would have been nice um so last week i would say definitely better to be lucky than good and that's kind of been the situation the last two weeks so fingers crossed we can keep that up at the same time let's be on some better plays this week and if you were curious about the lineups here was that showdown lineup the nice part about this one is that literally six all six of these players were in the top like nine i believe uh the showdown plays for that slate so very easy to come across that build scotty scheffler was like the only one i really couldn't fit in there it was a top notch play there and then i i thought honestly i thought the three putt on 18 was really going to cost me there with tony finau it, it probably did cost me a decent amount of money there but not the main build so got lucky there and i, I thought victor was going to give it away too with the terrible back nine after being in contention to win all right now it's going to get into this week's coverage all right so looking at the tournament this week we we know what to expect which is great it's going to be a hard scoring track which we love to see somewhat of a ball striking toll driving course you know you you do you do need to be on that part of your game for sure but this is a very interesting week in which we do see a lot of the strokes gain around the green strokes can approach and strokes can off the tee all be really significant and i say that because what makes it interesting is that they all three are popping up well strokes game putting i'm not going to say it doesn't matter this week because it always does but this week not as much in terms of winning upside don't get me wrong you need to putt well to make the cut you need to cut putt well to finish top 10 just kind of interesting in that aspect as always strokes can tee the green strokes can total those are going to be key as well we don't see a big difference in terms of like uh greens and regulation wedge game is actually pretty crucial a little bit um good drive percentage actually because of the thick rough you do need to be hitting fairways so kind of interesting there we can see maybe thick rough specialist here in a second uh birdie to bogey ratio also key as well so looking at that, we, we know which key stats to be going in on. We are looking at strokes and total and effective scoring as normal. We're going to be looking at strokes and tee to green, ball striking, also looking at strokes gain approach, also looking at birdie to bogey ratio, a little bit of bogey avoidance as well, and then strokes gain around the green. Those are all key stats I'm looking at this week. And Ryan Fox is pulling in a small sample size, by the way. Same thing with Hogard, but they played well when they played on the PGA Tour for the most part. Uh, other than that, we got Scotty, Cantley, Rom, Hatton, Xander, Day, Connors, Tom Kim, Wyndham Clark. This is going to be a very kind of fun week, I would say. Last week, I didn't come out with my nine to five member right up until Wednesday morning. And that was literally because I'm like, man, I'm struggling this week to come up with solid plays. I just felt like last week was going to be an extremely random week. And we saw that come to fruition, right? This week, the issue that we're going to have is we're going to leave off some good plays. Uh, I would say my biggest struggle with this week, though, is where last week we had a lot of great kind of easy to spot value. We don't exactly have that this week. So that's going to be interesting to, to me there. And part of what made kind of last week more difficult in terms of predictability was the course history. We could see that that course promoted more random result. I would say that was very evident by Emiliano Grillo winning, especially the way that he did, right? Like it's pretty obvious and easy to say it's kind of more of a random week. Whereas this week we can see the cream rises to the top here. Like a lot of the top plays are the top plays. And I do want to point out one thing specifically, and this should say Workday 2020, okay? It's the same course, Mirafoil 2020. In the COVID year, we saw back-to-back -back tournaments hosted here. Sure, it played a little bit different in the first tournament of the course that year. Now, it was because of COVID. They, they did two tournaments here 
that year okay uh, the first of the events played a little bit easier than the second of the events either way we did see that the course history from that event actually correlated pretty well go figure so i am including that so we actually have this is probably the strongest sample that we're going to get for course history really the whole season which i'm excited for uh and with that we can really tell which players to be going in on so man i really like xander jason day a lot of people are going to like him this week patrick cantley just a stud course history wise xander gosh i just whew. tagala popping up in there jt billy horschel uh the interesting thing about billy horschel though this week is that last season and he was due for a win he was playing like ricky fowler just a good staff hit each and every week just due for a win this year uh not coming in in the best form so definitely interesting play there rory you know for rory standards not the best but still solid Seabrook Kim, mostly good Corey connors solid enough especially as price point colin morikawa hit or miss Still at that hit or miss nature that Colin Morikawa has been lately. Jordan Spieth, you know, three straight top 20 finishes. So we have a lot of good course history. That's what I like to see. Now we move down into recent form. Really no shocks here. Maybe Hogard popping up in there is going to shock some people, but he has just been a made cut machine. That's why he's popping up in here this much. Okay. My model, my data, and that's where the recent form is being. The recent form ranks a little bit different is it does value made cuts and the recent form over the last five. If you just want to sort by that, obviously you could just sort by that. Okay. You guys have ever wondered about that? That's part of the reason why. Then we got Ricky pulling in there. Wyndham Clark, Hatton, Scott, McCarthy. Putnam, Hideki, Dietrich, Henley, that's all in there. And if you guys have ever wondered kind of what goes into the data, it's pretty much data that correlates with both a made cut and upside. That is what my data is focusing in on. So if you ever guys get confused about maybe why something's pulling in that much, it's one, looking at how the course played, but also focusing in on what stats actually matter, which data actually matters in terms of making the cut and looking at upside. And so that's just so you know. So this is what this is interesting, you guys. Let's look at rough amount and rough length. Kind of the same thing, but a little bit different. The the rough specialist, if you will. Patrick Cantley, Scotty, Rory, Hublin, Tagala. I mean, there's no real shocks here, right? For uh rough specialists. That's that's interesting though. Let's look at location. Ohio. Surprisingly, Jason Day not popping up in there. Hmm. But yeah, we, we kind of get a good indication. Let's just look at hard scoring tracks as well. I like that. Not not shocking like ricky's been playing some great golf lately that makes sense actually russell henley popping up in there's kind of shocking but we get the the point there and then real quickly let's just look at overall specialist ranking i might be defaulting to this a little bit more especially in 50 50s i i feel like this is very much a week in which the specialist data is probably something we want to look at a little bit more so uh it's just a strong data week in general let's go ahead and get into the high tier plays so i already mentioned like last week the the toughest part was literally that we did not have a single lock and load play on the site i mean sure sky scheffler but even he had a miscut course history wise uh at the event and now this week i'm not gonna say that actually i probably would we got a bunch of plays that are looking like they are locks this week, guys. Like Scotty, uh, an ideal play. But what's interesting this week is that between the top four players, it is the tightest it has ever been uh, in terms of the data. So Scotty Scheffler actually coming in as the second best play. And that's literally going to be because of this slight miscut. Besides that, an elite play across the board. This is, and I guess the second tw or twenty second place finish uh, two years ago. But we can see just pure green across the board, an elite play right we look at john rom 
been a little bit spotty with his form. I, I don't know what's going on there, um, but when he's been on, obviously it gives us winning ups. Okay, you look over the last 15 starts, ranks out the best in form, fourth best play, and that's that's going to be because the spotty finishes here and there. Then we look at Patrick Cantlay, who has just been a cut maker and has tremendous course history. Three top 10 finishes, and his worst finish was that 32nd place finish. That's not bad. Uh, staff at wise, second best in the field. Course history-wise, second best in the field. Recent form-wise, third best in the field. Like, just coming in as a very strong play this week as well. And then my boy Xander just continues to play well enough. I think betting Xander or Cantlay to top 20 is and continues to be a free square. If you want to do that, you can. He has tremendous course history as well. Four straight top 20 or better finishes at this track. Obviously, Ben A. Cutmaker has the longest active cut streak going on the PGA Tour. Really, the biggest worry with Xander Shoffley is that eventually he's going to miss a cut. And I guess, like, sure, if there was ever going to be an event where you're going to miss a cut by not having your A game, it could be this week. Although I, I have trusted Xander. He's part of the reason why it's been an awesome season. So, those are kind of the clear-cut four top plays this week. The question then becomes, who do we play after that? Because it is pretty loaded. I mean, Victor Hovland, obviously, he has been playing extremely well golf-wise, uh, besides the back nine, uh, but he doesn't have the best course history. Jason Day coming in off of that missed cut and actually kind of spotty form uh, besides that victory. Uh, it's starting to look like that victory is more random rather than... It, I shouldn't say that because the recent form kind of heading into it wasn't that bad, but you look at his last four starts now, miscut first, 69th, 39th, like not elite there. The thing with it is a lot of people are going to love the, the course history ties, the local ties there with him. He's finished 31st, 4th, and 7th at this course. So definitely good stuff there. And then we also have Terrell Haddon. Terrell Haddon's a very interesting click, okay? Staff hit wise, 4th best in the field. Specialist wise, 5th best in the field. Recent form wise, ninth best in the field. Coming in as the 5th best play in the 95 model. He is kind of the ideal play for a like this it honestly might be a week in which i try to go xander try to go hatton if i can't fit xander and cantley in there and then like matt fitzpatrick if he brings his a game could easily play well like it wouldn't be shocking there uh but to me it kind of just seems like we're trying to fit at least one of scotty rom cantley and xander and then going from there the issue is that is going to leave us strapped and the problem this week is that we don't have that many elite values it's one of the rare weeks in which I don't really see that many values that we want to go out of our way to play. So we're going to have to try to make our builds out of the mid-tier and low-tier price point ranges. Let's go ahead and get into the mid-tier. So looking at the mid-tier, we started off with Jordan Spieth, which is a little bit shocking. Okay. He has kind of struggled. Uh, missed the cut, obviously, last week. Uh, 29th place finish at the PGA Championship, which really he didn't play all too well there. He couldn't hit a drive accurately. And if that trend continues, he's going to struggle, but he does have three straight top 20 finishes at this track. So that voids well for him, but overall kind of looks like he's overpriced. Same thing for Cameron Young, who, yeah, he's made 12 out of 13 cuts, uh, but the missed cut was at the PGA championship and that had been trending. Um, he was pretty overowned at the PGA Championship, but it wasn't too shocking. Like it was just building up to that. So it does feel like those two players are a little bit overpriced. And so to me, I kind of feel like we're going more with the safe approach this week. And if we're going safe, we're going to Decky. 14 out of 16 make cuts. The issue with him as well, two out of three make cuts at this track over the last four years and only one really good finish 22nd so that is a little bit of a worry staff hit wise though could be better as well um so like do we continue to drop down lower that's kind of the thing it's like that's why i want to try to find that safety and paying up for one of those studs trying to lock in at least a top 20 finish so let's continue on let's try to find another play do we continue to roll with ricky fowler 
who, sure, he kind of burnt us at the PGA Championship. I believe he three-putted on 18. Anyways, made bogey on 18. That's what it was. He, just, he missed the cut on the number is what it was. So looking at his course history, it's been a little bit mixed bag of results. But once again, with Ricky Fowler, anytime we have good enough course history over the past four years where he kind of lost his game, that encourages me because obviously he's he's a much better player this season than he had been in the past. So course history-wise, 64th, 11th, 10th, 22nd. Staffit-wise, top 15 in the field. Specialist-wise, top 10 in the field. Recent form-wise, top 10 in the field as well. The only slight flaw in his game is literally coming in off of that PGA Championship, which he finished T6 last week. Thank you, Ricky. Saved my week. Uh, and then like a slight bad course history, but as a whole, like Ricky is someone that we need to be playing top 10 play this week. So he kind of seems like a starting point, but that's going to kind of be the kickoff of the players that we want to be on. Because after that, we got Salit Tagala here, Saeed Tagala, sorry, uh, fifth and 32nd place finishes at this track. Uh, staff it wise, that's the worry. Not the best staff in the field as a whole, but his game has been good enough. Recent form wise does kind of worry me a little bit. 40th, 56th, but then 5th, 9th, 74th. You know, he's been good enough. He has been a cut maker, you know, uh, maybe that ends sometime soon. But for now, I'm going to continue to roll with it. 17 straight make cuts now, which is kind of weird. That says 16 out of 17 here. Remember, they don't include the team events. So I think he's kind of strangely enough an easy click. And then we also have Corey Connors here. Corey Connors has tremendous course history. 13th, 53rd, 22nd, 39th. And we look at that recent form. It has been solid. I think we can ignore that miscut at the Masters. Um, you know, he's coming in off of a victory, which was strange because he also was sandwiched in between a miscut there at the Players' Championship. The fact that he played well at the PGA Championship is highly encouraging to me, especially that he's played well at harder tracks recently as well. So that's... That should be it's going to be in for a good week. 13th, 53rd, 22nd, 29th, four course history here. Ninth best staff fit, 15th best specialist, 21st in recent form. And obviously that's going to be because of those two miscuts where he's getting knocked. Top 10 play in the nine to five model. These three players right here, Tagala, Ricky, and Connors, they're all top 12 this week in the, in the model. So looking like strong plays. And if we could afford maybe Xander, I guess Hatton, I'd feel pretty comfortable with this week. And then for what it's worth, like Adam Scott coming in as a very strong play as well. Uh, if we want to chase make cuts, we're, we're looking at Adam Scott, who has made 19 straight now. Uh, course history-wise, 67th last year, which not the best, and 16th. So a little bit worrisome there. And staff it wise not the best, 44th in the field. Um, so that does worry me. But we look at that specialist data, which I said I'd probably be defaulting to a little bit more just because I do feel like this track, Mirfield, has more uniqueness to it than other course. And he ranks 10th in specialist, also 10th in recent form rank. So overall, a top 15 play this week. So I do like him as a play. I think we could easily play him, hope for the made cut again. And then we also have Si Woo Kim. Si Woo Kim has finished 13th, 9th, 8th, and 64th at this track. Now, my biggest worry is going to be that spotty recent form. 29th, miscut, 2nd, 43rd, miscut, but for the most part. I mean, he's made 16 out of 19 made cuts, and even his miscuts haven't been terrible miscuts. I do think there's something to looking at that, so I do feel fine clicking him. He is also a top 15 play this week, so look at that. We already have a kind of awesome fair and balance build. If we want to just go ahead and click Hideki in there, I feel kind of comfortable with that approach this week. That is kind of what the process is telling us to do. Now, let's continue on, though. Let's drop down into that low tier because I do think there are going to be some quality plays that we can be on this week. So looking at I do think we could potentially just start out with Keegan there. Keegan, looking like a good play. He's made three out of four cuts here at this track. 
coming in as a top 20 play. Just simply put, uh, been playing strong enough golf this whole season. Wouldn't be surprising to get a top 30 finish out of him. Uh, not exactly someone that's moving the needle a lot, but also someone that you could definitely find yourself ending up on. Uh, Denny McCarthy is someone that I'm interested in. Should be a good enough play. Keith Mitchell uh, should be a good enough play as well. Uh, Billy Horschel, if you want to chase the recent form with him, you could potentially do that too. Uh, I do think I like Matt Kuchar, though, a decent amount as price point, which sounds weird to say, but he's made three straight cuts at this track. Missed a cut the PGA Championship, uh, two off the cut line there. Not exactly a good course for him, but I guess this week wouldn't be either. So there's a little bit of worry there. KH Lee, some of that, you know, casually pops up. We got Adam Hadwin, who's looking like a good play. The issue that I have this week is everyone in this price point range is pretty much properly priced. Like there's no huge edges like Ryan Fox. You could potentially play Thomas Dietrich is someone that is looking like a strong play. And so is Hogard. So if you want to play these two more uh, DP tour players, uh, they're the only ones that seem to be like kind of egregiously mispriced given their form. Uh, but they're, I don't feel like they're safe plays. I, I, I feel like they're going to play well. Uh, we got Jaeger who has great recent form. You could argue he's a little bit underpriced. Adam Svensson, also, probably a little bit underpriced, Justin Suh. The issue that I have is that all these plays are kind of the same. So they're all kind of just these shoulder shrug plays where if you end upon them to close out your build, you're happy with it. You're not rebuilding, but they're not exactly players that you're going out of your way to play. So with that being said, I already kind of mentioned Justin Suh. Let's go in and get into that value tier. So Justin Suh, been pretty good. Uh, really, the issue with him is just avoiding that big round. If you guys want to end up on him as a value play, I'm fine with that. I mentioned Adam Svensson, 15 out of 19 make cuts thus far this season. Missed the cut at the Masters. Uh, you know, besides that, has been playing pretty well. Uh, if you want to play him, I get it. Brendan Todd casually popping up. Kevin Strillman has now had two good starts in a row on the PGA Tour, which he had been kind of bad this season. Um, but recently, has just been playing better. Uh, course history-wise, miscut 13th, 54th, 7th. So, like, we can kind of see the things starting to align for Kevin Strillman. So, if you want to go in and roster him, you could. Not going to be the best staff hit, but given his price point, it would suggest that he is a little bit underpriced. Casually a decent play. Like, if you're playing Scotty, Rom, Cantley, Xander, you're probably ending up on Strillman. I shouldn't say probably. You could end up on Strillman. One thing that would have really helped my week last week is if I would have ended up on Austin instead of Dylan Wu. Not saying that that was a mistake, but it was close. I, I was close to kind of flipping my priorities there between those two players. We've seen some good form here. Four straight, made cuts, pretty good staff hit. Coming in as a top 50 player in the 9 to 5 model, which obviously for a player at 6.2 on DraftKings, we will take that. So we do have some okay values. We got Akshay as well, who, yeah, he had a terrible, terrible final round. That's also someone where I was like, oh, no. He's going to cost me this week. Uh, but he's been playing solid golf. Three straight make cuts in a row now. Uh, we've seen some upside finishes from him when his game's on. You know, not terrible, but not exactly an elite play either. Robbie Shelton's okay. You know, one for two here at this track. Two straight make cuts. Like, I'm trying to find something here. And, and we just really don't have it this week. And that's where I'm echoing probably more of a fair balanced approach. All right. So kind of looking at a first look build this week, this is what I think is going to be a strong build for us. And obviously this is a build that I had going throughout the process of this video. So it does rank out pretty well. Maybe I'll probably end up doing some studs and duds builds because I, I still want to kind of pay up for that security, pay up for that top 10 upside, um, but not a bad build. Like it's still kind of early on in the week. I know I'm doing this video a little bit later um, than I have been. Apologies. And I'm working on a lot of stuff. Got I'm excited to get out to you guys. I did update kind of the, the showdown tab last week, which is what I think kind of helped me have a really straightforward week. 
as well. So let's go ahead and get into the core plays and I'll begin out of here. So just real quickly, I want to echo that. Yes, John Rahm and Scotty are the two best plays this week. Uh, besides the next two players I'm going to mention, Scotty's just coming in just elite. Okay. Um, if you can find a way to pay up for them, whether that be maybe playing Kevin Stroman, maybe or something like that, you could do that. Like you want to prioritize that. But then we also have Patrick Hanley, who's coming in actually as the best play in the 9-5 mile this week. That's because he ranks top three or better in all the key metrics. And like I said, this is the tightest it's been in terms of the top four players. Then there's a little bit of a separation. So given that there is a price discount between Cantley and Scotty, I guess I'd be fine with that. Obviously, I think Scotty does have a little bit more upside. Um, they're both great plays, right? Like we're, we're being picky there. Um, but I also do really like Xander Shoffley, like we get a big price discount between Scotty and Xander. We get a $300 price discount between Cantley and Xander. Yes, Cantley has played better at this track. We like that, but Xander just continues to produce longest active cuff streak on the PGA Tour, which to me is actually the biggest worry with him. Eventually that has to come to an end. Uh, this could be a random week in which that occurs. And I kind of say that because recently he has been grinding out some made cuts and then excelling on the weekend. So yeah, could happen. But from there, I mean, I'm, I said at the beginning of this season, I'm like Ricky Fowler, it, it's this comeback season. I kind of expect him to win an event. I uh, think he's going to be in contention in one of the last two majors. Hopefully if he qualifies for both of them, I think he, I think he is. He's just coming in with tremendous form, like one of the top players. I don't really get why the pricing hasn't corrected throughout the season. Just continue to hammer that. And then also I do really like Cordy Connors this week, Uh safe, reliable play, uh, which sounds weird to say for a guy with two missed cuts over his past seven starts, but more times than not, you know, we play Cordy Connors throughout the season. It's going to be beneficial for us, especially when he's a strong but play. But that's going to be it. That's all I have for you guys for this video. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. If you guys want to become a 9 to 5 member, get access to all the premium golf tools. It is available for just $10 a month. Yes, best value in fantasy golf out there for you guys. I price it that way for you guys. Uh, also have the prize picks and underdog cheat sheets for prop betting as well. Um, also included in the membership. So check it out. Uh, let's have a good slate this week. And as always, let's keep cashing.